It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Anna, how, oh, hey, did you throw it a hey now yeah, before I, I got to it? Yeah. Wow. I did it. No, hey, hey now hey, to you as well. Hey now. <laughs> I don't think it sounds as like natural coming from me though. No, no, it's, uh, you know what? You can take it. You can use that and run with it every now and again. I'm good with that. Uh, Okay, welcome to the podcast. Uh, We are doing them as frequently as we can, but they are fairly infrequent lately because, well, work doesn't want us together, so we're distanced and eh, trying to do it remotely is a bit of a chore, but we're getting her done. Today is the first Monday under the state of emergency plan where the LCBO is closed. It's amazing because people don't what? necessarily hear all the news. <laughs> and they're probably legit surprised if they roll up to the LCBO today and right. see that it's closed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the We didn't get much notice that the Ontario Cannabis Store was going to be closing either. But as of 11.59 on Saturday night, it's closed. So I want to talk about that and a couple other things in this podcast. Let's start off with the OCS. I agree with the government. Close down those Ontario cannabis stores, not an essential service, doesn't need to be there. But here's the problem. If you're going to move us all to buying from your site, the government Ontario cannabis store site, make sure the fucking thing is stocked. I knew I didn't have time to go to um, uh, Tokyo Smoke or whatever right. else on Saturday. I didn't have time, but I'd heard, okay, the OCS will be open. So if I want something, I'll just order it. I went online to order. They don't have a single, not even one edible or, you know, it was not one edible in stock. Not they one have, edible. Nope. And if there's maybe uh, 10 different capsules that you can get. They probably have one out of 10. I'll sell you a cookie for $50. <laughs> oh, are you gouging me? Because I hear that's a pretty substantial fine. <laughs> Dougie's going to find out. <laughs> Doug, she tried to screw me. Dougie's going to find out. Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. I, I'd imagine that they're, how is their production going? How is their production changed um, in terms of all of the different um, businesses that are making cannabis products right now? You wonder if they're a little bit slower to get some stuff out. Well, I assume that initially that was part of the supply chain. I'm not sure now that the brick and mortar stores are closed, if that's considered essential or part of the supply chain when there's nowhere to sell it, except for through the government website, which doesn't have a lot of things. So that's very frustrating. And the other part that sucks about only going through the OCS is the safety procedures they put in place at Canada Post. So you can make your order. But they won't deliver it to your house because they've got a check ID. So Mm. if you order something through the OCS, you've got to go to a Canada Post and walk through a drugstore to flash your ID to get your weed. It's not convenient in any way. Right. And I get it. It's not necessarily supposed to be convenient. But if they want us to stay in, this isn't necessarily the way to do it. Lined up on mass to get. The fucking joints that are pre-rolled. But anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. I guess they're making do with the best they have. Let's talk about the new Canada Emergency Response Benefit, the $2,000 a month program. So many questions about this. Sure. And it's weird because the Prime Minister goes out and he does his news conference every day, and he's touched on this a few times, but they've also changed the rules on it a number of times. So here's what happens. As of today... You can go to the Canada Revenue Agency website or Canada.ca slash COVID. You can follow the links from there. 
you go there and you say, yep, I lost my job or I can't work because of COVID. And then you link up your online banking info. You uh, enter your record of employment type stuff and boom, within three days, you'll have the money in your account. People have been waiting a while for this, though. Mm -hmm. People are getting a little desperate. They don't have any money. And there's one problem that is plaguing this Canada Emergency Response Benefit. While it's intended to be a one-size-fits-all solution, it doesn't fit all. A lot of people haven't lost their full income, but they've lost a lot of their income. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about people that have a... A side hustle. Right. Somebody who is, for example, uh, working out at their office job, but they do lashes on the side. Or someone who does some handyman work on the side. Right. Uh, yeah, or, or they're, um, they have a regular Monday to Friday that's still considered essential, but they, they serve tables at a restaurant on the weekends. Right. And your overall income is your overall income. And if you normally, with your side job, bring in about, say, I don't know, 60 grand a year, 50 grand a year, but now you've lost 20 of that, you've lost a substantial chunk of your income, but you're only eligible for the COVID relief fund Mm -hmm. if you make money nowhere else. I'll give you a prime example. Initially, I thought my son wasn't going to be eligible for it because he works part time at a retail outlet, but he hasn't worked there since last summer because he was away at school. So he came back and I said, it doesn't look like you're going to be eligible for the COVID fund. So now what you got to do is uh, I want you to go and start delivering, skip the dishes and Uber Eats, make some money for when you go back to school. So he's making decent money delivering on skip the dishes and Uber Eats. I think he makes about a hundred bucks a day. That's fine. It costs him money as well because he's going through gas and wear and tear on his car. But nonetheless, he's making between 70 and a hundred bucks a day. He is in a weird spot now where since they've revised the rules, he could apply for that COVID fund and make even more money to sit at home and do nothing. Yeah. It's stupid. They should be in... Uh, they should, and we've, by the way, declared these delivery drivers, these people who are delivering Skip the Dishes and Uber Eats, they're considered an essential service because we want to support the restaurants. We want people to be ordering takeout and keep these businesses afloat until they can open their doors again for walk-in customers. But then we're telling anybody, hey, if you're helping out, if you're being part of the solution, keeping people home by delivering Skip or Uber Eats... Yeah, you're not eligible for the actual relief fund. You'd make more money to stay at home doing shit than you would to go out and work. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make sense to me. So here's the solution. This is what they should do. And I think this is the, the right plan. Everybody gets it. Anybody who has filed a tax return in the last five years, you get the $2,000 a month. I would get it. Kat, you would get it. Uh, Doctors. You'd get it. Nurses would get it. Construction people that are working. Everybody everybody gets it. Everybody without exclusion gets the $2,000 a month. And maybe you're wondering, well, how can we afford that? We can't afford any of it. We can't afford any of this. We have no money. So, we're, we're fucking broke. So then what? We'd have to pay it back if, let's say, it was you or I who are still in essential service, still making our money. We have to pay that back. And when? So here's how I would do it. It's uh, if you got the money. Next year, when you file your tax return, 
you're going to put in your regular T4 income and you're going to put in, they'll just have to add one box to the tax return, how much you made from the COVID fund. If you didn't actually need that money, you'll get it taxed at a higher rate, just that $8,000. If you're a multimillionaire, uh, you'll be in a different tax bracket anyway, and you'll end up paying a lot more tax than someone. I, I'm just saying that there's a way for the government to get it out efficiently. No screwing around, no going to a website and input your, your personal banking info, and it's probably going to get fucking hacked anyway. You don't have to do that. Just anybody who's filed in the last two years, you automatically get the fund, and we'll sort it out next year at tax time. And someone like me, I'm losing a lot of money. I have a side hustle as well where I do private events and I right. do some voice work. Right. I'm losing a lot of money. I'm not eligible for anything. But that money was part of my overall income. And it, it sucks that they aren't taking into account people that lost a lot of money. I got a great text message this morning on our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat from a guy who still has his regular job and he's considered an essential service. So he's got to go to it. But he had another job that he did in the summertime where he cut the grass and did a little bit of landscaping at area golf courses and, and places like that. Well, he's not doing that job, but he was expecting that money. He's not eligible for anything. Right. And let's not forget, the reason the government is handing out this money like crazy is they're very quick to point out, we didn't do anything wrong. This has nothing to do with us. Through no fault of our own, we have found ourselves as a society in this situation. So the government is going to take care of us and they're going to give us two grand a month. Well, you know, two grand isn't a lot, but it's something. So thank you. However, they've got to take care of people that are losing money. Otherwise, I get that there's some people who have been laid off and they have no money, but others are living on a lot less because they had two jobs. And then you got to make a decision. Do I walk away from my full time to take the $2,000 a month? Because maybe that $2,000 a month is the higher amount. It's a shitty situation to put everybody in, but it really could be sorted out very easily if they would just give the money to everybody and sort out the difference next year in April when the taxes are due. Well, I'm hoping that, sure, the money that's handed out, that's great. It's helpful. It's maybe not, obviously not going to be everybody's full wage that they would have made, but the $2,000 might help them. And I think it's so important that we have all those other little extras, right? Hydro rates staying lower, and who knows what's going to happen with mortgage rates. I don't freaking know. But Those banks are just d diabolical. It's unbelievable, isn't it? But uh, I, all these little things and companies attempting to help should help out for the most part. My problem would be, though, I wouldn't want that money. I'd want to make sure that a family who needed it, like, why don't you double up on someone else? If I opt out, give it, give that money to somebody else who might need it because I'm working right now. Yes, I'm same as you. I've got my side hustle and commercial work that I do. Obviously, it's gone down quite a bit because there's not as many people advertising. So, yeah, that's going to hit me a little bit. But, you know, I'd rather just be like, give this money to somebody someone who is really, really hard hit right now. Is there no way to get that money to the small businesses faster? Because it seems like everybody I run into or that I hear from on social media that owns a business is looking like, I don't know what's going to happen over the next four yeah. to six weeks. Yeah. Um, neighbors of mine ha have a restaurant, a really, really nice, popular restaurant around here, and they're still doing their takeout and delivery and whatnot. 
But um, I spoke with them over the weekend. And, you know, it's I think that they're all in the same boat where they're like, we're not going to overthink it. We're going to do what we can right now uh, with what we've been given. But they know. I mean, production has gone down because sales have gone down and you try to plan it out as best you can. But nobody really planned for this to happen. It's not like a recession where you kind of sort of maybe could see it coming. It just this happened and a lot of people are in that predicament and I feel bad for the business owners. I really do. This is a tough, tough time. And I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. The uh, amount of people that have noted, if you go back and listen to the older after nine podcasts, I mean, the ones from January and February Mm -hmm. where we were talking about this and we said it's coming. Why haven't they closed the borders? All that sort of stuff. If you go back and listen from say January, first right up until now april the 6th you can hear the chronology of us saying this is coming and nobody's doing anything yeah, about it nobody and now sure it. enough we end up here where we are and we're 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 all kind of fucked yeah and, and and i'm still saying it i'm still saying shut all the shit down shut the shit down it's still not 100 to where it could be at i think they're doing a, you know they're doing an okay job here in ontario i think they're doing the best that they can now they've done better but all that essential shit that went down what two weeks ago now should have been done a month before it was people were too late to react they continue to be too late because they don't want to pull the trigger too early and then have people complain about it but no everyone's afraid to do it and lo and behold here we are with how many cases do we have like give me a break they should have shut the shit down way earlier and i think they know that I was um, I have an app that I like because I'm really into planes. So I use Flight Radar 24 Flight Radar 24. It's all one word. It's a free app in the app store. If you want to download it, it will tell you every plane in the sky around you or around the world. And me living in Milton, I'm right in the flight path. This is where planes turn around when they're landing from west to east. There isn't a lot of plane traffic in the sky. Normally, there's so many planes, one every couple of minutes. You just get used to it. You drown it out. But now, because there's so few planes, they stand out. I notice them now. And every time I hear a plane go overhead, I open up the app because I want to know who the hell is flying right now. It is remarkable, Cat. how many flights are still coming into Canada and landing at Pearson. Yesterday... I watched as a flight came in from JFK in New York. Now, that was a Cathay Pacific flight, so I'm assuming that it originated over in in Hong Kong and went to New York to drop off supplies and then came here to drop off supplies. But then I saw an Embraer land that came in from Newark, New Jersey. Are there still Canadians away that are flying to get back home? Because if there is, yeah. I have some concerns about that. Yeah, that, and there's still businesses that are running that are considered essential that need to travel. That's just... But- yeah. Isn't the border locked? I thought we closed the border. Well, to to uh, non-Canadian, what is it? Non-Canadian residents uh, cannot come in. Is that right? I, as far as I know, nobody can come in unless you're a, a spouse of a Canadian citizen or something like that. I don't know. It's been well about a week and a half since that rule came in. And frankly, the news changes every 10 minutes in this country now. So I can't even really keep track. I just thought the border was closed and I'm looking around at all these flights that are still landing and they're coming from America. There was a flight that came in yesterday from Port of Spain. Mm-hmm. Really? Who's on that flight? I'd like to know how many people were on that flight. And if they are Canadian, why weren't they back already? 
I get that there's some people who want to come home and then they're stuck somewhere because now they can't get a flight. But at some point, the government has got to stop wasting time trying to get these people home. They had a lot of notice. And you know what? Even if they aren't going by the date that Trudeau said, it's time to come home. They at least should have seen this coming. Local authorities have been warning about this for a long time. But anyway, uh, the podcast, we are intentionally going to keep them a little bit shorter because... Uh, I know that there's a lot of people listening at home, not in the car, which was a popular place to listen to the podcast. So without the drive, we don't want this to be a laborious thing, but we'll try and put out as many podcasts as we can. Mondays and Fridays, we'd like to do something different. That's right. It's called Missed Connections. Enjoy. We're going to talk about people who are looking for other people and can't find them. So they told the story online, hoping the other person would see it. A lot of people posting these like throwback memories as they spend their time inside reminiscing, it seems. This one's called the George Michael Party, Man for Woman. The year was 2017. I was at a George Michael-themed tribute party. Where do you even find out about a party like that? (laughs) Facebook? I don't know. You were there too. April 7th, to be exact. Every time I feel spring on the way, I think of you. When I first saw you, you were across the room on the dance floor, and I was on the other side, close to the bar. You turned and looked at me. I felt a lightning bolt hit me, so powerful and real, that my friend next to me even asked, Hey, what was that? All I could muster was that I loved your feathered hair. You told me you loved my tight pants. (laughs) You can picture it, right? Sure! It was an amazing connection. Right away. But I didn't say more at the time. Partly because I had just broken up with somebody. And also because my fake earring was pissing me off. You even wore a fake earring. Come on. (laughs) I've, I've regretted not just tearing it off and talking to you more. And I wonder who you are and what you're doing now. Oh, I want to go to a George Michael theme party. <laughs> do How do you know? find out about Are you those? sure? <laughs> you want to sign up to that mailing list? <laughs> How do you find enough <laughs> like-minded individuals that there's a whole party for this? <laughs> to celebrate at an establishment. <laughs> he who is George Michael. I don't know. It sounds like I would I would be interested to to check out the costumes and whatnot. I'm pretty sure that this is going to work out. You just gotta have faith. faith, Oh, no, you didn't. Sure I did. Right. You should have looked right at him. I want your Your sex. sex. (laughs) I want your love. (laughs) Then in a couple years, you'll look back on last Christmas. Oh, my God. Make it stop. (laughs) In the morning, wake me up before you go-go. Easy, easy, dad jokes. Easy. It's not dad jokes. Those are George Michael jokes. And those, cat, when you think about it, are the best jokes. Right. Get that monkey off my back. You know, there's a percentage of people listening that have no idea what you just said for the last minute. Cat, there's a strong percentage of people that have no idea who George Michael is. <laughs> That's true, too. You know but what? Kids, you got- if you're wondering Listen. what your parents do when kids. they have to go out. Kids. That's where they go. Kids, e-learning, it's not happening today. So here's the deal. You're going to Google George Michael (laughs) (laughs) with your parents' consent. (laughs) You're going to Google some of his famous songs. My parents had a cassette tape laying around and I used to play it. I don't think I should have been playing it the age that I was listening to the George Michael tape because I was like, what is this sex? Anyway. Ah. This uh, next one is called The Contractor Guy. This is a woman looking for a man. 
who she met recently. You're a stonemason or something of the sort. Working on the outside of a building while I worked on the inside doing some design work. We had been peeking through the window at each other a lot, mostly doing our work, but now and again having a nice chat through the window. You helped to redo a patio of this particular place. It's on a giant hill. Hopefully that jogs your memory. As you told me, you were finishing up about three jobs in the last week. You had to be in your 20s. I smoked, and sometimes you would bum smokes off me, even though you claimed you didn't smoke. I left smokes on the windowsill for you. You're all wrapped up in your job now, and I miss you. I'm almost done inside as well, and no work for me for the next little while, as you can imagine. I didn't get your company name, and I don't even know your first or last name. Maybe this is a long shot and hopeless, but I hope you're doing well. And I just wanted to get this message out there. His name is Cheap McBum. <laughs> Cheap McBum borrows a lot of smokes, even though he doesn't smoke. I don't smoke, but if you want to leave one on the windowsill, <laughs> I might do it. Cheap McBum likes to flirt through the window and steal your darts. That's the problem with Cheap McBum. <laughs> Uh, that is kind of cute. I mean, hey, you flirt back and forth through the window. I'm wondering, though, was this audible? Was it like, hey, it's nice outside? Or did you just mouth it a little How bit? How are you today? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> That's when you want, like, Doug Ford's sign language guy. Pass on some yes. messages back and forth. Yes. Um... <laughs> You know, I've never understood some of these missed connections where people wait and wait and wait until the person's gone. And then they think, oh, crap, I should have done something. Make your move. Shooters shoot their shot. If you're into the guy who's laying stone on the patio on the hill there, he's bumming all your cigarettes anyway. Just go and tell him you're into him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you there. Before we all get quarantined and locked down. If you want me to go all psychiatrist cat on you, though, I think secretly these people didn't actually want to make the connection. They were nervous to make the connection, so they waited on purpose. And then they thought, no, I'll leave it in their hands. And it'll be meant to be. And if it's meant to be, fate will happen. That's why. You people need some help. <laughs> if shooters shoot their shot, who are the people who don't shoot? Yeah, no, I'm, what's yeah. the opposite of a shooter? 